1: Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined for the last time, but not really, because we're actually also here doing the main show every week. Luke Owen, D A D.
2: Hello, Oliver Davis, and for the last time, how the devil are
1: you? Picked a pretty great time to ask it. Well, I mean, is it me
2: that's picked the great time? Or is it you that's picked the, t- the great time to have a really rough period of your your life? Yeah. What, so, I, so is it my fault that I have to ask that question? Or is it your
1: fault for picking this time? Are you gaslighting <laughs> me over my awful house move situation? There's worse things to do. You know, we've been through much bigger uh, issues, but... At the end of the day, this is just something really, really expensive I want to buy, and I might not get to buy it. but yeah it's been the last six months of your life It's uh, seven months probably seven and a half months. and it may end up being the next next month and a half. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not feeling great. That's the truth. yeah. But also, this is the last one of the podcast intros and outros. Yeah,
2: with us anyway. Like tomorrow, there'll be the Team Danuk show mm-hmm, with that. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be Pete and Sullivan will have the final say of the podcast intros and outros.
1: Oh, I'm glad it's
2: those two. Yeah, of all people. When I think wrestle talk Podcast, <laughs> I think the partnership
1: of Pete and Sully.
2: Yep, absolutely. Uh, thank you to everyone who has sent you a message saying that you will miss these these intros and outros. Uh it was very, very nice to hear. Everyone was very mm. positive about the changes. Not so much on the predictions video yesterday that went out, that was pre-recorded. Um, oh, I thought that went well. No, I mean, uh, here's the thing. There were a lot of negative comments. However, if you distill them, it's three
1: people. Oh, It's, it's, <laughs> it's three people
2: leaving the same comments uh, or, you know, variations of the same comment and also then replying to other people mm. with their same comments. Mm-hmm. Really, it's got 95%. Did I tell you about... Look
1: at Tony Khan over here.
2: That's all the bots. Did I tell you about uh Tuesday's RAW episode. No, no. So you know we have our like dislike ratio. We try mm. to not go, you know, if it's under 90%, then we may have done something slightly yeah, wrong. Yeah. Before we went live on Tuesday's show, 30%. What? Yeah.
1: 70% of people put thumbs
2: down. Yep. Why? Because we didn't say that like we basically like no massive changes happened. Yeah. And people were really, really... Because <laughs> you, you, we just hate WWE. This is just more clickbaits. Oh, wow. And it was just like... It was it was dislike bombs. And then as soon as the stream started, we started talking, it went back 95%. Yeah.
1: Wow. I'm a... Uh... Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought that was a pretty agreed upon take on you'd, the show. You'd thought... You'd think so, <laughs> wouldn't you? But, uh... Oh, God. Well, I mean, we've gone pretty factual with today's. <laughs> Br- Danielson returned... That's definitely what happened. It did happen. And he lost. Also happened. Oh, my God. Is that is that <laughs> going to blow up as well? I mean, I don't know. Looking at the like-dislike ratio, it seems to be okay. Because maybe someone could read that and go, oh, they're angry that he lost. There are some people in the live chats who think that we are, don't like the fact that he lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's people, in, people inferring what we think about a show before yeah. actually hearing what we think about the show. It's like when Brian Alvarez posts just the numbers yeah. for the ratings of WWE and AEW. Inarguable numbers. Mm. Are actual statistics. And people blow up. Yeah. Or you've just got an agenda. What? (laughs) These are numbers.
2: Well, you know, the internet is weird. Do you know who else is weird? Me. Okay. Uh, I had... One of my worst sleepwalking incidents <gasps> the other night.
1: You haven't had one for a while. Oh, certainly not this did bad you, either. You didn't kill a guy again, did you? No, not this time. Remember all those people you killed? Yeah, in the, in the early teens. And I would argue
2: this is worse than that one. Oh my god! So um, I woke up. Uh, it was about half past three in the morning. I later discovered, in my dream, or my, where I thought I was, uh, the kid was in the room with me and I was laying down, she was on the bed with me, and we were ah, rah, rah, playing the same the other day. She was just chatting away, the thing that she does, right? And I was like chatting away.
1: But in truth, you were stabbing a policeman <laughs> with with a milk bottle.
2: And then I put the kid down onto the floor uh, because I had to like adjust something behind us. So I just, I'll put you down on the floor for a second. Then I have to adjust and then I look down and she does this thing like she'll be sat there and then she'll like lean backwards and go like whoop and she'll fall backwards right she'll fall onto her back and we go like whoop <laughs> and she's just like uh and then she gets up and she's alright like so she did that and then I was like oh I'll quickly adjust this turn around she had gone and so I jumped out of bed so this is now no longer dream world this mm. is now real life I jumped out of bed because I was like reaching around like on the floor I couldn't feel her and I also couldn't hear her anymore. I could still hear her, actually. And I was reaching out and I couldn't feel her. So I jumped out of bed. I turned the light on and I just got on my hands and knees and I was looking under the bed. So I'm now like awake at this point, but also still in my dream state. Cannot see the kids. And I'm going like, Isabel, Isabel. Like I was like calling her names oh, and no. the other. I was moving things out of the way that were underneath the bed. I was checking around the room. Could not see her. I couldn't find her. My heart was going at like a thousand beats like of a second and like my wife like calmed me down and the only way i could rationalize that i could go to sleep was that i don't remember bringing her upstairs anyway like i don't remember us her being in bed asleep and how i she got from there to being in the room mm. with us it's the only way i could rationalize
1: myself going back to sleep you didn't like look at your child in the other room I, just, to, I did, just to confirm that
2: i did want to do that <laughs> <laughs> my wife was more insistent that let's not go in there and disturb the baby's sleep
1: yeah you know, I, I think you're both awake at this point well you we're know? we're both awake, yeah, yeah. but like you know
2: the kids are asleep so and that maybe ha- that's more important mm. but uh yeah it was um it was awful legit the, the worst i've ever had it's much worse than like some of the uh you know, spiders crawling onto my face and things like that.
1: Because I thought those episodes had lessened a lot. Now you had the kid with the weird sleeping stuff. That seems like a full-on anxiety dream. Yep. I had one last night. Mm. I had another one
2: last night. I just I sat upright in bed, um, got my phone torch out because I was trying to find something. So I, in my dream, one of Kate's, my wife's cousins, uh, had put a pair of... was it? Well, it must have been another child. Had. Hmm. Um, or what was someone at work? Was it Pete. Either way, had a dream about Pete. Some, like, someone had taken a pair of scissors and put it into the sort of like air shoot thing that were like sort of like it would be like, like whoosh and it would like shoot up into the sky. And he thought it would be really fun <laughs> to put a pair of scissors <laughs> in there. So like, the oh pair of scissors like shot up into the sky. Pete? And I, I sat up in bed and I was like, what are you doing?
1: And dream then, Pete.
2: And then my wife was, I was like, who are you talking to? And I was like, whoever it was, <laughs> for, for the sake of argument, it was Pete. I was like, Pete, put some scissors yeah. In the thing, I obviously couldn't think of what the word was because
1: <laughs> it's not real. You know, an Elf, and they're sending the post upstairs. One of those things, yeah. wife. And
2: I was like shining my phone torch into the top corner of the room <laughs> to like see whether the scissors were floating in the in the stream.
1: Are you worried that you do visit the upside down sometimes <laughs> in these, and you just don't remember it?
2: Well, you know, as Doctor Strange tells us, it's a uh, it's just windows into a multiverse. So, oh
1: yes, that was. One of the things they said, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> it's a great
2: movie. That's well, a good movie. Um, yeah, so maybe there's just lots of <laughs> multiverse versions of me. Oh god, I don't want to be in the scissor
1: verse. Scissor <laughs> <laughs> me, Daddy Pete! <laughs> Where Pete's just throwing scissors into <laughs> pneumatic shooters. That... <laughs> <laughs> laughing manically. I wonder which floor this one will get. Ha ha ha! Uh, anyway,
2: let's get into the main show itself. We're talking about, as you've already noted here, mm. Brian Danielson factually returned and factually lost. Here's our objective review. Well, show the year. <laughs>
1: But there's another great way to support us here today. You've seen it right there on screen. That's right, it's Rain SHADOW LEGENDS! Here's Bef- me to tell you more. Before we get on with the rest of the episode, I'd just like to say a huge thank you to this video's sponsor Rain SHADOW LEGENDS! The greatest dark fantasy RPG for your phone or PC, and this month is a great time to dive into the game, as Raid is overhauling their Champion Vault, with loads of awesome small updates and five new champions being released. Signing that many new characters at one time, who do they think they are? Tony Khan?! On top of that, Raid's running a huge series of Summer Splash events for the whole month, where you can get hold of awesome skins for everyone's favourite hot and cold dwarf, Trunda. Seriously, it's the character design and detail that's my favourite thing about Raid. Just look at that hat. Let's just pop over to the tavern and see some of those champions. Like my hideous friend Grinner here. What's the matter, Nightmare Joker? He can't level up anymore. Then let me sacrifice other champions to fuel your unstoppable rise. And to jump ahead with some great rare champions, get yourself some shards to open. Yay! I got Triple H's next WrestleMania entrance. Like I said, this is the best time to get started in Raid. And if you click my link in the video description below, or scan my fancy QR code on screen now, you'll get a free starter pack worth almost $30. We're talking the free champion Aina, 200,000 silver, one energy refill, and one XP boost, and one ancient shard, so you can summon awesome champions as soon as you get in game. All this treasure will be waiting for new players is here for the next 30 days. So click our link in the description below to get all that treasure today. Please do at least click the link to check the game out as it really helps support us here at WrestleTalk 2. Raid that raid. Before we get on with the rest you of the episode, i just like to say... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, technical issues there. We've never done an insert before. Well, but, we have, but we, not yeah, yeah. We were waiting for the moment where it ended. Well, that's
2: because... So in the edit that I've got, it doesn't have like... It doesn't end. It's you pause for a second. And then you look down because you're about to like walk over and press stop record on the the uh, camera.
1: Raid Shadow Legends, everybody. We love Raid. They've been such a big supporter of us for years, like three, four years we've been promoting Raid. Oh, yeah. We really couldn't do a lot of the stuff that we've done without their support. So please support us by supporting them. Click the link in the video description below and check them out. I mean, everyone in the chat just asking for the advert again. don't worry we'll have it later before we get on with the rest I'm just joking (laughs) right so this episode of AEW Dynamite was main evented by Daniel Bowl. Brian Danielson (laughs) versus daniel garcia this was kind of developing the blackball combat club versus jas storyline that we've had for months now um that and- spun off from the eddie jericho feud like it's it was they sort of joined into the
0: feud
2: mm. but now it's spun off into their own separate thing while eddie should have just won
1: last week yes yeah, yeah, yeah
2: but but there's a reason for that apparently
1: yeah and you can see it now jericho is obviously facing danielson
2: Yes, going to face him at all out. Mm. Just like, again, I just think Eddie's a better choice. Yeah. Do, you, do you hear how over Eddie was compared to how everyone is just kind of, eh, on well,
1: Jericho? Whoa, 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 park that negativity, son.
2: This is a positive
1: AEW space, right? Sorry, I
2: can't. Sorry, I was thinking about the WWE reviews I do. I just instantly
1: wanted to hate something. What are you doing? Because this was an excellent match. It was a match so well done, I didn't enjoy it. And let me explain. (laughs) Let me explain myself. I was so... I don't like it when Brian Danielson <laughs> pretends to be concussed. I think I that's that, okay. I had
0: that
2: note as well. It was the first thing I said when I got into the office. I said to everyone, I'm in a great mood today. No one believed me, by the way. And I was like, I'm in a great mood. And um, Pete said, like, how was Dynamo? I said, oh, I really enjoyed it. And Adam was like, oh, I heard the Brian Danielson match was great. And I was like, yeah. He did that thing, though, where he pretends that he's concussed because he knows... That, he, that we all get played by it.
1: Yeah. And it works every single time. And he sold it so well because the first five minutes of the match, they're just going hell for leather, chopping the crap out of each other, really intense stuff. Uh, Danielson just, you know, he makes his big return. Garcia's doing something in the corner and Danielson just runs it in before the bell. He's the baby face, kind of here. and
2: He's also forged in combat.
1: Yeah, and they're throwing each other around the ring. Garcia's rolled in. Danielson goes up top. Shotgun drop kick off the top rope, but he doesn't get up. He just stays there,
2: lies motionless. And it cut to this guy in the crowd that had, I think, the same reaction a lot of us did, which is, oh, no...
1: Mm. And Jericho's been like, told you came back too early. And I was I was honestly like, Garcia, just beat him up. <laughs> beat him up so I know it's a work. Yeah. And he you know, then he was like ripping open the 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 ring mats on the outside. DDT on the concrete and stuff. Like
2: it was they very quickly told you that this is just a work and a spot in the match. But legit,
1: I was like, oh no. They did everything right. I agree with what they did. But emotionally, I was too worked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy the match. And that's on me. I'm not saying that's a a bad (laughs) thing. But I genuinely did not enjoy the match because I was made too uncomfortable using this thing. Um, But that's on me. I I wouldn't... That's just how I experienced it. Yeah, I... I I got back right into the match, like, you know, and
2: once I realised, oh, phew, it's okay, like, this, is, I... They... But his selling was so good. His selling was so when good. When he fell over, when he ran oh, the ropes. And he was doing, because he did the big, like, somersault thing, then ran the ropes and went to do the duck underneath and then do the drop kick again, and he just collapsed. Yeah. And it was that Omega Rainmaker spot, and it was just like,
1: oh... But not exhaustion, it was, my brain stopped.
2: Yeah, and I, it, I was like, oh, man, this is just... His selling of it is so great. Mm. And have you seen recently they've been sharing around a clip from the uh daniel bryan brock lesnar match where Brock Lesnar is like smashing his head into the mat. Mm. And there's just a fraction of a moment where you can see Brian has got this huge smile on his <laughs> face because he's like, Oh, I'm having the best time. <laughs> and there was a moment during this match with all of his selling and stuff and it's sort of ragdolling around. I was like, He's having so much fun yeah. out there. And when like Daniel like Garcia was kicking the living stiff out of this guy, <laughs> and you could almost hear Brian be like, Oh, go on, hit me a bit harder.
1: Oh, yeah, I love it.
2: And then, you know, he. Looked like Brian was going to win this. I, you know, I, I really thought it's Danielson's return match. He's been out since uh, Double or Nothing. I was like pretty sure he's going to. What's Double? or Nothing? was it Revolution? Uh, the Anarchy in the Arena. Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing was. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, and then all of a sudden, like so, uh, this arm jumps up and grabs him by the leg from underneath the the ring, and he's like shakes him off and stuff. Goes back in, and Garcia hits a pile driver and then locks in the sharpshooter. And you're like, okay, well, he's not tapping out to the sharpshooter, is he? And then he just wrenches it back. And I'm sad they being like, he's not moving. Mm. And it was really just like this sinking thing. I was like, oh my, I think Danielson's going to lose here. And then Danielson passed out. The referee made the call that he is not fit to compete anymore. And Garcia was made, the- and there was no big angle afterwards. There was no big like uh, Blackpool Combat Club rundown and brawl. It was just Jericho runs down from commentary, pleased as punch, that his kid won. Hager gets in the ring and he's like, yeah, buddy, we did it. And Garcia just stands there flexing his muscles Mm. over the fallen prone body of the American dragon. Then he nearly falls on his ass because he trips over it at one point. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a really cool visual.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an enormously brave decision. And I really, really like it because, you know, when you come back from injury... Kind of kayfabe-wise, you should not be 100%. You should be a bit rusty. So I quite like that. Danielson was super protected. I don't think he loses anything. To me, it is all about the follow-up. AEW over the last few months has kind of chipped away a bit of my confidence in how they follow through on certain stories and moments. Like Eddie Kingston. Where's that gone? It's very frustrating. Um just like so many younger guys who get these big moments. Wheeler Uter, I don't feel, has had that proper run. Um, not Yamashita. Uh, Takeshita. Takeshita. Like, yeah, he's just... Wardlow. Wardlow, exactly. So, and, and I see what's happening here. I think Jericho faces Moxley, as was set up. We'll get into that later. But the pay-per-view match, as has been reported for a while, it's going to be Jericho versus Danielson. And you can see the start of this here. So now I'm just a bit like... Well, I want Garcia really to get this big push off the back of this, but I can see it as a lot of things tend to play second fiddle to what Jericho's going to do.
2: This, um, and, I, and I don't like to do the, the comparison thing, but they did this big feud between Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin. The Madcap, Madcap Moss did the big face turn. He then got the win and he beat like, Corbin in every single one of the matches that they did. And he was the one that stood tall. He ended their feud. The second that feud ended, Baron Corbin went into a almost main event style feud Mm -hmm. against the commentator that everyone loves. And the big celebrity match for SummerSlam, Mad Cow Moss is doing nothing. I also have a fear that we're getting a a Garcia thing here. Yeah, Garcia got the win here. But like, what's the next step for Garcia off the back of that? Because you're right, like this is not leading to Garcia getting more stuff. This is leading to Jericho getting the big matcher
1: all out. Yeah, I, I, I think so. But he will always have this win. And he can talk about this. I'm not just the best sports entertainment person. I'm the best technical wrestler because I beat Danielson. I think he can, like this was such a big win for him. He will be able to use this as a beat, just like Jericho was, he beat Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night. He can use this for pretty much his whole career. But yeah, I don't think we're going to get that momentum thing right away. Just fantasy booking. If this was your plan... I would have had Garcia beat Utah for, for the, the for the champ. pure title. And then this could have been a pure title defense match and Garcia could have successfully retained against Danielson. That would have been an even better version of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I, I thought this was really good. I respect the, the brave booking, uh, and danielson yeah. and it was an excellent match such a
2: good match and that's actually i think the story of this dynamite was like banger after banger in ring mm-hmm. really with the exception i think of the handicap match i think every in ring match like truly delivered and this was an awesome main event it's so funny like when just before this match started my wife turned to me and said who is your favorite wrestler in aew and i looked up at the screen and i was like oh yeah danielson He's certainly one of them mm. like i can name you know like 10 other guys that are like eddie moxley like i can name cloudy i can name you like 10 other guys about like danhausen but like i saw danielson and the second danielson came out and this crowd reaction to him i was like you have been missed mm. and i think danielson coming back here cold coming back next week i think is really going to shine a light on just how much the company has missed them since they've been gone since they've been gone in the same way that I think we'll get when punk comes back yeah when kenny comes back we are heading in for a real like glory time for aew because those guys that have been missing that have been like the tippity top guys are coming back Mm. and they are there's all the spots are back open for them again but i also think it's a time we can look back on and reflect being like oh you didn't take advantage of that time like you could have done like you could have used that period of time when you were missing four of your top stars to elevate four new guys. Yeah. Which they I think they should have done. When they did the Ricky Starks promo here, I was like, why didn't you do this the second that Cole went like mm. the second that Danielson was out, you put let start pushing this guy.
1: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. It's kind of
2: what I've been saying for months. And do you know what? And I I I will eat my crow, I will eat my hat and all that because nom 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 crow crow crow. I didn't really see it. Mm. But I think when they come back, you're like, "Oh yeah, God, we have really missed these guys. They've they've they're filling a hole that has been I didn't realize was
1: there." Title of your juicy tape, yeah.
2: <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile,
2: we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
1: Let's see what you'll think in the Ultra Chats, Omega Chats rather, wrestledore.com forward slash support. Please get them in there. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. Uh, We have Charles Berg who says, there are a few things that I can do over and over and never be bored. Play Chrono Trigger, take care of dogs and watch Brian Danielson wrestle. For him, wins and losses actually don't matter. Him losing was a smart call. He's still as over as ever.
2: I... I would only disagree with slightly. Thing there, I think for Danielson, wins and losses do matter, but I think he uses the losses to further his
1: character and and other people. He yeah. obviously loves elevating new people, like you know, losing to Drew Gulak and yeah, who else did he lose to in WWE? Roman Reigns? Yeah, yeah, new guys like Roman Reigns <laughs> who really needed it. Riot, Dr. Hey, yo, great main event, finding it hard to accept the ending, but that's just my bias. Fortunately, I can tell when Danielson is really injured because he would pretend he wasn't. It's <laughs> a good oh point if he was God. fighting off the referee. Yeah, he'd be like, I'm fine. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> uh, but like stumbling around. <clears throat> Remember, he almost fought Triple H for stopping his Raw match with Orton. Mm. I I think we'll see a spot like that before the end of the year. Yeah. I think that's a really smart way to work the injury. But I, I won't enjoy it. Oh, I'll no. I'll be too scared. <coughs> Excuse me. Nate S, Menberg for 15 months. Wow. I know Danielson was just selling, selling his ass off, but man, I was uncomfortable. I expected him to troll us, kip up after the first bump. Nope, I got worked. I
2: actually had a similar thing because he was staying there for so long. I was like, oh, they'll do the he's playing possum yeah. type thing. No, no, he just he stayed there motionless proper scary stuff but brilliant in a way
1: let's uh just do some chats on the trio's titles because mm-hmm. they are coming soon what well, we'll get here first sullivan or the trio's <laughs> titles it's now a race well yeah i mean but they, at least they've got opponents there in
2: jr excalibur and taz they're the champions right what
1: yeah well, i mean they were the ones who had the belts in front of them i just <laughs> i just i just assume that's our our first trio's champions Jacob Smith says after 8 months of manifesting waiting for Kenny, Tony Carmine buy accompanying six-man titles and even Ollie trying to give WWE them first, finally it's time. Oh, it's time. It's trios titles time with a reunite with a yeah, with a reuniting elite. I'll take seconds. Thanks. Hashtag #Trios that trios. Yeah, I think we're looking to get the Hung
2: Bucks back
1: Going mm. up against the, the undisputed elites and fuckwa force says what are the benefits of aew trios titles i struggle to think of anything aew could do after the creation of these belts that they can't do right now if it's just a prop for an elite storyline or an excuse for more trios matches that's bad booking i disagree with that because i think if there's one thing that aew
2: do i was about to say better than anyone but certainly better than most is trios matches i love trios matches i've all i yeah ring of honors trios
1: titles Absolutely loved. Some of the best matches in the last decade of Raw uh, are those six-man main events. Yep. Shield versus... The Wyatt. The Wyatts, like
2: yeah. I love a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. And I if I can get more trios matches on
1: TV, I am all in for it. I, I think what Farquhar might be saying, though, is that there's so many belts already. That's a problem. We did yeah. not need
2: that. The All-Atlantic Championship has actually... I found a benefit to it now because... It's defended in other promotions like i say around the world in england and in ireland Mm. wherever pack is wherever pack's going but i don't i don't mind that like it's not a a title that's featured on tv so it doesn't feel like it's diluting them however with all the ring of honor titles on there as well also like i mean as jacob smith pointed out he bought a company that had Mm. six man titles you could have just rebadged it fool. well
1: we'll get to the rest of your chats at the end of the show, please do keep on sending in those Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Okay, Luke, come on. You've got you got this now. You've but there's this. another, You've got this. even better way to support the podcast you can today. Do you can do that it. is going and checking out Raid Shadow Legends. Raid Shadow Legends! It's a great game. Here's me to tell you more. Before we get on with the rest of the episode, I'd just like to say a huge thank you to this video's... Sponsor Rain Shadow Legend! The greatest dark fantasy RPG for your phone or PC, and this month is a great time to dive into the game, as Raid is overhauling their Champion Vault, with loads of awesome small updates and five new champions being released. Signing that many new characters at one time, who do they think they are? Tony Khan?! On top of that, Raid's running a huge series of Summer Splash events for the whole month, where you can get hold of awesome skins for everyone's favourite hot and cold dwarf, uh uh-huh. Seriously, it's the character design and detail that's my favourite thing about Raid. Just look at that hat. Let's just pop over to the tavern and see some of those champions. Like my hideous friend Grinner here. What's the matter, Nightmare Joker? He can't level up anymore. Then let me sacrifice other champions to fuel your unstoppable rise. And to jump ahead with some great rare champions, get yourself some shards to open. Yay. I got Triple H's next WrestleMania entrance. Like I said, this is the best time to get started and raid. And if you click my link in the video description below or scan my fancy QR code on screen now, you'll get a free starter pack worth almost $30. We're talking the Free Champion Aina, 200,000 Silver, 1 Energy Refill, and 1 XP Boost, and 1 Ancient Shard, so you can summon awesome champions as soon as you get in-game. All this treasure will be waiting for new players here for the next 30 days. So click our link in the description below to get all that treasure today. Please do at least click the link to check the game out, as it really helps support us here at Talk 2. Raid that Raid the mic bum, is bum, oh bum. there you go sorry bum, about. bum 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 how long did we not have audio for uh probably since the video ended we did some of our best work okay let's do all that again we'll have to tell the same jokes please do <laughs> please do go and support ray uh, raid click the link in the video description below or scan the qr code uh really does help support us and it's a great game too This episode of AEW Dynamite was Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, I mean, are you excited for another gimmick show in two weeks' time? Hold
2: on, I'm getting another notification now. It's probably Rich sending me. Oh no, it's Rich uh, saying thank
1: you for something else. Cool.
2: Are you ready for another gimmick show in two weeks' time? What's it called? It's called Quake at the
1: Lake. Wow. But uh, has anybody else got suggestions? Maybe Dynamite isn't called Dynamite anymore. That's my life. (laughs) We're based in Hackney. So maybe we can get some suggestions for the AEW branded show here in Hackney. But we're specifically in Hackney Wick. So if you want to rhyme a fun can't think of one. show, uh, showdown at Hackney Wick.
2: Yep. I can't think of any other words that could rhyme with what Wick, What rhymes though. with Wick?
1: Uh, yeah, let us know in the comments. We'll read out a few of the good ones. Jim Ross was on both hours of this show. Yeah. I thought they'd like
2: transition him into just doing the second hour and making that sort of like yeah, oh. thing. But no, he was here for the whole time.
1: Which, you know, I... Well, it's because he had to accept the trio's championships. <laughs> it was fine, but I, I was quite liking my Excalibur and Taz moments. Um, I saw like Taz was there. He, yeah, but JR was there too. <laughs> uh, he said this was going to be one of the biggest nights in AEW history. And I just thought, steady on, mate. Danielson's back. That's big, but really, it was it wasn't that much of an exciting card going in.
2: It's one of the few dynamos I can think of where I've kind of gone into it not knowing what much of the card was. Mm.
1: Yeah, so it was it certainly made me go, "Okay, well they've got some plans here." And I think they really did by the end of it. Uh, it started off with Rouge versus John Moxley. I love this match. Same here. It was so intense. They they work so well together. Rouge looked just awesome. This is the Rouge I I guess he didn't really get to do much in Ring of Honor, but this was the guy I saw like face Dolan So I was like, like, beat him in 30 seconds, whatever it was. I love the intensity, and I love how the show is kind of bookended by these very violent matches with Blackpool Combat Club members.
2: Yeah, I thought this was a tremendous match. Really, really hard-hitting stuff. Um, Regal was so excited to see this match. He said, and I quote, I'm happier than a dog with two willies. What does that mean? Well, I mean, uh, the Americans, Excalibur and Taz, had no idea what he was talking about. They don't know what a willie is. I guess over there, it's just, it's not the, uh, what's the word I'm after? Not the um, colloquialism that it is here. A is a penis. Yeah. He was happier than a dog with two dicks. Uh,
1: so... Roosh tried to cheat. We always had the manager, Jose, getting an involved. Andrade came down at one point and pushed Moxley off the top rope. Moxley, I think, we got busted open very early on. Yeah. The Lucha Bros chased off Andrade, but uh, Roosh kicked out of the paradigm shift. And Moxley Great Moxley for Yeah. Moxley went straight into the bulldog choke and made him tap out. Crowd loved it. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Um, and I, as much as I loved it, I was like, oh, another another really good match for Moxley. When's the story coming? And here it was. Of course it's Jericho. Of course it's Jericho. So the JAS then, come out. I should have seen it coming as well. <laughs> this happens
2: a lot with AEW, where as soon as something happens, I'm like, oh, I really should have seen this coming because they have a line at the start of this. I even noted in my commentary being like, just said that Jericho is still upset that Moxley beat him for the title at Revolution 2020. And, you know, just make that known. You don't really think about it. And the second Jericho came, I was like... That's why Excalibur said that at the start of the match. He's too good at these jobs. They're very good at foreshadowing things, and I'm very bad at spotting them.
1: Do you get it when you watch sort of TV shows and they have the catch-up at the start because they're reminding you of certain things that might come up in this episode? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, right, well, you know, this person's going to come back.
2: Yeah, then. I haven't seen this character for four episodes. <laughs> I'll bet you they're in
1: this one. Yeah, okay, Negan's probably going to kill a guy. <laughs> uh, so the JS came out, and a J... Jay- sort of confirmed that she is a fully fledged heel now she's changed her name to Anna I A S I, I don't think she's actually changed her name she just
2: called herself Anna J A S I, I think she's was... still Anna J
1: but it's like uh, you know Cool Hand Daddy Parker whatever that thing is <laughs> yeah Cool Hand Daddy Parker that's it and Angelo <laughs> Nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're two of my favourite people in the company <laughs> Honestly, but they've got too many names.
2: Do you know, they are the ranked four tag team.
1: Well, come on to that. <laughs> well, come on to that. Uh, but she, yeah, she cut a promo. It was fun. And then Jericho said, I'm, I want my rematch after two and a half years. I wish he said automatic rematch clause. Because, you know, they're meant to be the sports entertainers making fun of WWE. Um, Daddy Nuts actually said. What was it? Not acknowledge us, but... Appreciate us. Appreciate appreciate us. us. Very good. Um, And then Mox cut this excellent promo, because Jericho had said that he wants to become the first ever two-time world champion. And Moxie's like, hang about, mate. I'm the first ever two-time world champion. Never mind the interim. And I wonder, like,
2: if they're just going to drop the interim part of this. Like, I don't know if Punk's out longer than maybe they think. And... Because I think Moxie was very clear in saying, like... This isn't the interim title. It's mm. the
1: AEW World Championship. Well, I think to him, it should not be an interim title. But I think the company should. Cause I, the more we go into this interim top champion thing, the more I'm like, you know what? This is a really good idea. I'm, I'm really on board with it now. It's totally sold me. Um, and I, I, But for it to work, you've got to present it as the top championship, yeah. which I think they have not done until this moment when Moxley said this. I don't know, I think having a battle royal to crown a to, to get a winner and then having a banging match with with Brody King. What, oh what, you mean the the whole Brody King thing bit? Yeah. But it, it was never, like, a full long-term story. No, 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 but he's also, he's on TV every week. He's presented mm. in
2: as as the company's top guy, the crowd reaction to him. I think they have, like, they haven't done a big story for him, you're right. But, like, I think we see this with AEW a lot, where they're just like, you not the second a storyline finishes, you don't jump straight into another one. You mm. just have, like, a few weeks period where you just have matches on TV. To just like get some wins or whatever, and then your story then starts. I, I or do. Or you go into like a,
1: sorry, or you then go into like a little mini storyline, hmm. like what Keith and Swerve are doing. I do agree with that, but I think in this instance, I've really felt like it's been filling time. This was the first time I, it made me feel that this is, he, he is the top champion. And I, I do agree though, Moxley is like just otherworldly good at the moment. This could have been him. Off the back of his first run, but maybe he wasn't in the right place to do that then. So it's actually come at just serendipity has made this happen. I think it's probably it might be my favourite championship run in AEW. Hmm. I oh I I think Kenny Just me. just character wise. Yeah, mad scientist Kenny was fun. But he had so much stuff around him. Yeah. This is like pure distilled Moxley. I, yeah. I, I think it's incredible. Anyway, Moxley says, I don't want the King of Trademarks or whatever you're calling yourself this week. In two weeks time, I want the Lionheart Chris Jericho.
2: Yeah, the last survivor of the Heart Dungeon. Mm. It's a great little tagline for him. Um, what might, do you know what my favorite thing about the Heart Dungeon is? is that if you say to someone, The Heart Dungeon, it instills these thoughts of like, oh, I wonder what that looks like. If you actually see The Heart Dungeon, it's just Stu's basement. It's, <laughs> just, it's just panel woods. That's, like yeah, that's terrifying. It just looks like, it doesn't look, when I was a kid and you think of The Heart Dungeon,
1: that's not what I had in mind. <laughs> the dungeon isn't in the physical env- environment. It's in Stu twisting your body into a pretzel maybe the and then you go upstairs and you have a hot cocoa yeah you have a nice breakfast with the hearts uh so yeah that's happening in two weeks cannot wait for it mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to it a lot trio's titles were announced as coming soon yes cool. uh, they're gonna
2: have a tournament of course they are the finals taking place at all out i think we based on two segments or a segment and an announcement on this we can probably already tell what our final is the hung bucks versus the undisputed Elite, mm-hmm. unless kenny can come back
1: uh, Dante Martin backstage said he'll have Sky Blue in his corner against Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti for later. She was ineffective. And then we... <laughs> it was ineffective. Then we got what I am calling Team Taz the movie. <coughs> <laughs> this
2: segment, like, from, oh what, from what started here, that ended with the turn. I thought it was an awesome, like, 20 minutes of TV.
1: Yeah, it it was incredible. And I'm so happy for Team Taz because they have... If you look at Team Taz, they have massively overachieved in terms of how much they've improved. Hook, Ricky Starks recently, powerhouse Hobbs, Jesus Christ. He has put on so much muscle. He looks so intimidating. I think he's probably improved more than anybody, actually. Probably more than anyone in the whole company. And they all got their chance to shine here. So first off, we had Dan Housen versus Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks got a really cool promo package. Starks beat Dan Housen in a minute. Yeah,
2: a, a perfect one minute match.
1: It was mostly just Dan Housen trying to get fluke roll ups. And Ricky's like, well, let's have another challenger. I've hardly broken a sweat. And it's Hook. Yeah, you may be very nice, very evil, but you are not absolute. Mm. And out comes Hook. And then they had a perfect two minute match. Uh, Starks tried to get the Rochambeau set up, but Red Rum. Was locked in. The crowd, re- the, oh my god! The crowd reaction to Hook coming out anyway
2: was amazing. And then Hook just comes in and he got those wicked punches that he does, and the big suplex and stuff. And like, got Taz. Like, you, you could hear Taz is smiling in the ring as he's watching his son fight for the title that he mm. created. So you have bit four other guys. We've now got a fifth. But when the Ricky <coughs> hit the spear, Hook's selling of that spear, by the way, mm. was incredible. It's probably the most we've really seen Hook like take a move this crowd that were like on a fever pitch they're just like he's just going to squash him as soon as ricky the was like oh ricky may win because they're really into ricky as well yeah, it's this yeah. incredible reaction to that and then he went for the rochambeau slipped behind him locked in the red run ricky did this big comment like, uh-huh. and then tapped out new ftw champion gets the belt fist bumps to ricky starks and he leaves the ring looking cool as anything and taz
1: was so happy I think the fist bump was at such a nice touch because last time we saw this sort of thing unfold in Team Taz, it was with Brian Cage and they kicked him out and everyone turned on him through some quite contrived plans. But what they've done with Team Taz is they have gone an over in such a unique way that they can be either heels or faces. They, they all sit in that tweener mold. So to see hook fist bump Starks after that went down. It was just a really nice way, and it, it yeah, it completely blindsided you for what happened next. Yeah. But with the, just on the Taz thing, did you see the clip of the uh, the athletics sort of um, arena announcer? No. His son, I think last week, a massive outsider, but won the 400 meter sprint, I don't know. And the guy on the ring announcer, essentially was like, that's my son.
0: Oh. And it was like,
1: it was so lovely. And I just got vibes of that from Taz here. It was, it was really genuinely real and sweet. Taz on commentary said, since he's, been a, since he's a
2: boy, he's been looking up at the mantelpiece where that title hangs. He's been looking at that title his entire mm. life and now he's fighting for it. There was like a real like <laughs> proud dad moment. And what I loved about this whole thing well, you know, the post-match afterwards is that Tony Schiavone gets to interview Ricky Starks. Like they go to an ad break, they come back, Ricky's still in the ring. And we have an interview segment, and Ricky just turns babyface with this amazing promo. Mm. It's about like I'm, I keep sick of being told to wait my turn. I deserve more than forty seconds promo time. And he just like I took a piece of what was it, like metal and leather and I turned it into gold. I, t- I turned a noose into a necktie. Yeah, oh, just amazing stuff that mm. he was talking about. And he just made himself seem like the most affable baby face it was an incredible promo and then from out of nowhere powerhouse Hobbs clobbers him in the back of their head a real like didn't see it
1: coming blindsided moments yeah it's weird when tweeners turn on tweeners because you're like (laughs) but who what was the term (laughs) is is Hobbs actually exactly the same yeah and Ricky has been turned babyface I think that's it. That's right? what I'm. That's what I'm looking. Hobbs at. has not. turned... Has Hobbs turned more heel? Yeah, he's turned more heel, and Ricky has turned into a babyface. But what makes me excited for this the most is what next? Yeah. I I I want. I genuinely think Ricky Starks could get pushed into a should do uh, a sort of what type? There's so many titles. <laughs> well, that, that's the benefit of AEW. There are so many titles that he can face for. Obviously, the TNT title would be the most obvious one. Yeah thing I, I
2: love and appreciate so much about this is the crowd reactions to every single person. Dan Housen comes out and mm. gets an incredible reaction from this crowd. You just look into that crowd, it's just like Danhausen everywhere. Ricky Starks comes out and gets an incredible reaction. Hook comes out and gets an incredible reaction. Ricky then through his promo gets an even bigger reaction than the incredible one he got for his entrance and the video package. And then Powerhouse Hobbs got awesome heat for his heel turn so every single person in this felt like they were so and you're like like realistically this is just the lower mid card, but it feels like the upper mid card that's just about to break into the main event scene
1: yeah awesome that's the story of this episode it's those AEW originals that we want to see worked up and they did it at just the right time when all the top guys are coming back <laughs> yeah uh, the acclaimed Hype Their Music video on the Ass Boys on Friday. Cannot wait for that. We got Sammy Guevara versus Dante Martin in just a... I think Sammy's actually got go-away heat now from people. It's it, It's gone from just good heel heat. But they their, their aestheticism and the flips were so impressive. Within a few minutes, people were genuinely clapping both. That dive
2: that Dante Martin did off the stage... It defies gravity.
1: Defying gravity.
2: Like The hang time he got. Mm. it was like I was watching it in slow motion or something. I think it's something to do with his hair. Oh, like is it, that what it when is? When he
1: flips, it gives it a bit of an updraft. Yeah, huh? And he just gets an extra... Hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> it's a little triple jump. Yeah, it's just like... Hoo, 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 hoo. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Uh, this was really good. Uh, I, what I liked most was actually Dante. I think his facials have improved a lot. His selling was so good of his ankle that he actually could be injured well, i hope not i don't know what it was so good selling i don't know if it was real afterwards so good in the beatdown sammy was very gingerly kicking him so and he was helped sammy he was picked up by the doctors yeah. afterwards as well like eddie was talking to him so i don't know if it,
2: it did feel like a legit injury but he wrestled through that injury like if he sprained his ankles mm. I mean, he just he went through it like no one's business um as we kind of joked about earlier sky blue very ineffective in neutralizing tay conti to the point where Te conti directly led to the finish
1: yeah sammy got the win and then Te conti and sammy beat up uh, dante without actually endangering him and then sky blue got in and i like sky blue from the very little i've seen her and she seems to always have quite a nice connection with the crowd not here uh, yeah. nothing really worked. even
2: when like in his promo i thought Dante's promo really was really good by the way but like he said i've got sky blue in my corner and they paused to let the crowd go hey mm. and the crowd went "Hmm."
1: it was a very hot crowd i don't think that's the crowd's fault it certainly that's, isn't no. that would be booking's fault uh, anna j joined tay they're all beating down sky blue and then kingston ortiz and ruby soho ran down to make the save Ruby, Soho, and Anna J actually main-evented Rampage. I wrote my notes here, Soho, Eddie Nortiz, run down to
2: scare off JAS. And I'm like, how many times have I written mm. that sentence? In varying degrees of names since February.
1: Um, very disappointed that this was this week's installment for Eddie. Like, just have him off the show. Do
2: you know what? I, I completely agree with you. Because, yeah, Jericho's the one that got the win. Jericho's the one that's going into the title program. People were chanting Eddie's name during Jericho's segment. Mm. And this segment we're here was designed for Ruby Soho because it's Ruby versus Anna J on Rampage, and they played Ruby's music. The crowd were chanting for Eddie. And it's kind of one of those things where you almost want to grab someone, whoever it is, Tony Khan, by the scruff of his neck and be like, will you just listen? Mm. Like the crowd want Eddie. Just give them Eddie. He's like, wow, well, you know, every segment. <laughs> and if he's not in the segment, people should be standing around saying, "Where's Eddie?" And yeah, there was like, well, Jericho's my my crossover guy, I guess, to get mm. in the them them casuals. So I've got to push Jericho. Mm.
1: Uh, Garcia cut a promo on Danielson. Jay Lethal called out the best friends, and they all set up a six man for Rampage. Then Jungle Boy comes out. And he cuts a promo on Christian that I think just took everyone by surprise, not just because of its content, but I could feel the audience go, oh, damn, Jungle Boy's got a personality. Yeah, it really was. He, he did a lot of shouting in this because he was like, he was quite
2: quiet. And he didn't really say it. And then he just grabbed the mic and he just went, Christian's a pussy. You're a pussy. <laughs> You're a pussy, Christian. <laughs> and the crowd went, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is good.
1: And he said that the reason Christian's so concerned with money is because He's going through a divorce yeah. last year. And every, I didn't know that. Didn't know it. And everyone was like, oh, damn. And then Jungle Boy, in this great retort to what Christian's been doing to his mum for weeks, call me. <laughs> Christian's ex-wife. So good. And he said, you know, we all know what bad guys in movies
2: are like when they wear turtlenecks and have tiny pricks. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and that, and, other. and he, kinda, he explains that Luchasaurus wasn't siding with Christian. Luchasaurus was protecting Christian so that no one else could get their hands on Christian before Jungle Boy got back. Now, I think that is quite lame. And, yeah. and quite like um it's a bit like they nearly um they nearly tore something they were reaching so far to make this story work. Mm. Also, Christian's having a match next week with Matt Hardy. So Matt Hardy's getting his hands on Christian before Jungle Boy is. Mm-hmm. So their plan hasn't worked.
1: Yeah, and it was a it was a handicap a sort of tag match with Vasty Blondes. Yeah, that wasn't good. But well, maybe there's a reason because I'm looking at this Luchasaurus still looks evil. You know, he's not happy, green, friendly dinosaur. He's still Black Mask, Black Mask, goth version dinosaur. He does not look happy. He weirdly looms over Jungle Boy's shoulder not in a protective way but in a way that i feel like he's gonna pounce on him like a velociraptor do you
2: think they might still do the the like when they eventually do christian versus jungle boy luchasaurus will
1: do the turn there it won't yeah i can't see how they can make that work like not feel like you're just repeating repeating a spot but that seems to be where the characters should sit. Can I paint your worldview where this may have
2: happened? Mm. Is that Tony Khan wrote this down and he said, we're going to have uh, Luchasaurus and Christian. And then after two weeks he was like, oh, I should have done the turn when Jungle Boy was back and you do it in the turn with the Jungle Boy uh, Christian Cage match. Alright, well if I just pretend mm. that, that I did this, <clears throat> then I can still do it. And I can have my I can have my cake and I can eat it.
1: Yeah, well we'll, we'll see. I, I, I don't... <laughs> I can't see a way to make it work, but I think Luchasaurus and Christian was a great act. And if you have to fudge some storytelling to get there, oh, I'll let it slide.
2: But uh, Christian appeared up on the screen because Jungle Boy was talking about, like, you know, the day that he was burying his father. And Christian, you know, we keep saying, like, where are you going to go after saying your dad is dead? And he found a new way by saying, I'm also going to kill you and bury you next to your dad.
1: Yeah. Nice work. Christian. <laughs> uh, bucks were backstage. Brandon was saying, hey, why don't we team up to be a, a sit for the trios? And I'm like, shut up,
2: Brandon. And, <laughs> oh, I can get better, I promise.
1: <laughs> and they're walking along and they bump into Hangman Page. It's his birthday. It's Matt's birthday tomorrow, which I guess is today. Happy birthday, Matt Jackson. Or Nick Jackson, whichever one it was. Whichever one it was. And they're, ju- they're just about to say, oh, actually, do you want to team up with us when... Dark Order running. yay Order. Hangman Page. We let's celebrate your birthday. And that's that's the segment. They
2: came in and were better friends to Hangman Page than Matt and Nick were. Now, I, I like this story. And I like that the the young bucks are realizing the mistakes that they made, which we've been seeing since Hangman won the page at full gear. I like that we've been slowly telling the story and mm-hmm. with And I think it kind of helps that, you know, kind of serendipitous, they everyone's injured. Kenny's out and Cole's gone and then carl got injured so now that's just the two of them they are like oh man all of our friends are gone really hangman was the friend that we should have been putting more attention on and we shouldn't have done the things that we did to him and it really would have worked if they had really followed up on all the hangman dark order stuff as opposed to just dropping that and then just picking it back up like nothing happened mm. and i'd imagine some people in the cars would be like bte they did loads up a bte like it's you know like one of them had a a cup of broccoli I was like, I, and I wrote and I was like, I bet you that's something from BTH, <laughs> and I and I just don't think it's good enough to just do something mm. in your comedy YouTube show that is meant to be affecting your main continuity storylines.
1: Like, that should be on TV. Your comedy show, which is directly saying this isn't real most of the time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, I, there's part of this, a lot of this that I really like, but I don't think this is the best w- version of the story mm. that they could have told. Like it's it's exactly the same version. It's just I don't think they've told it brilliantly well.
1: Yeah. Uh, after that, we got Swerve Strickland taking on Mark Sterling and Tony Nice in a handicap match. Keith Lee was banned from ringside. Strickland mostly wrestled Nice, but then he Sterling was accidentally tagged in, and Strickland beat them both with just a sick knee. Yeah, that's <laughs> to, cool. yeah, to to Sterling, and then he was about to celebrate, but it cuts backstage. Keith Lee's been laid out by Ooh Josh Woods. And then Tony Nese beats up Swerve in the ring. He poses with a tag belt. Looks like we're going for a Swerve in our glory versus Josh Woods and Tony Nese match with Mark Sterling managing them. A perfectly fine first thing to do. Just get a title defense under your belt before
2: you move into your storyline with FTR for All Out.
0: Hmm.
1: You see, I disagree because I think they needed something right out the gate. I love Momentum, and I don't think going into this comedy feud, which, let's be honest, I don't even think is that funny. Mm. Uh, we were all down on it last week. The idea of making another new tag team, and it's Tony Nice. I, I like Josh Woods a lot. I've not watched him a great deal, but cool that he's in the company. But Josh Woods and Tony Nice are going to be the guys here. Look, I, I know it' not the Lucha Bros. You don't want to do FTR yet, sure. 2.0. Why can 2.0 not be going for this? Because if you want comedy, they would give you such a better go at it than what we've got over the last two weeks. Yeah,
2: I would agree with that. Like, it feels like there's a lot of great tag teams in AEW, but the tag team division is not as its strongest mm. as it has been previously. Like, you remember when like, the Lucha Bros won the title, and you're like, "Oh man, look at all these dream matches we could do," and they didn't. Um, but like, I don't think we've kind of got that same tag division we've got now. I like Swerve and Glorious Champions. I'm still... And I think they'll have a banging match with FTR. But I think that's kind of what the fans are just waiting on now. Mm. It's just, all right, okay, cool. When are we getting to the FTR factory?
1: Uh, Brody King challenged Derby to a coffin match. Oh, my God. Uh, we got Clips of Pac defending his All-Atlantic title over here. And then we got Thunder Rosa versus Yamashita, uh, which Yamashita pinned Rosa in Japan to set this up and yeah it was I, I thought it was a bit sloppy for the first half but the second mm. half i strongly disagree i thought the oh. first half was great all the
2: technical oh. stuff they did i thought they were really good oh, i thought
1: they it looked a bit clumsy to me oh i thought they were really smooth with their like transitions and stuff but the second half was much better uh particularly you as kicks which slapped um but yeah overall decent match i never bought to winning it's probably the least like hot crowd thing on the show that's what i would say a
2: good hard-hitting match some really good near falls crowd weren't into it as much as they were other. sudden. particularly you know because the danielson match came afterwards you know you listen to that reaction the reaction actually is all the team Taz stuff got mm-hmm. the crowd weren't into this as much uh there was also why would no- they be there's but there's really been no build well that's it and like it's you know it's it's the the always looming problem with aew and the amount of times we've been told oh look this is mm-hmm. the st- this is the time it's going to get better and it never does we didn't even have a backstage segment this week with the Women's Division. We just Good. had this had this ten
1: minute match or an eight minute match, whatever it was, and, and that is it. It's twenty it's it's an hour twenty into the show. Now it's time for a backstage women's interview. Yeah. A women's match. Jay Cargill interview. Yeah. We didn't get any of that. And then next
2: week they announced Thunderstorm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hater, and I'm like I mean, great and everything, but also I feel like I've seen that match a bunch and I've just seen Tony Storm coming out of a feud with Britt Baker. I've just seen Thunder Rosa come out of a feud with Britt Baker. Like, I don't need more of mm. this. And I suppose you can make the argument that, oh, the Ruby Soho segment was out in the show, but I don't know. Like, it's just every yeah. week it's the same problem.
1: But that was the show, because then the main event was the great Danielson-Daniel match. Yeah, and they announced that next week the Undisputed
2: Elite are back. So Kyler Riley is back from injury. Adam Cole is back from injury. I think we think Bobby Fish is back from injury. And mm. the Bucks are with them as well. So the five of them in the ring, I think we're going to get some very interesting stuff there with Hangman Page. Because, you know, I'd imagine uh, the Dark Order are going to want to team with Hangman for the trio title. thing. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have the offer from the Bucks. Or, you know, is Adam Cole going to have to choose between his like four boyfriends about which one he's going to make his trio's partners? So I think there could be some really interesting stuff around the trio's belts uh, leading into the match, leading into the finals at All Out.
1: Well, this is what we've, you know, wanted really ever since the Undisputed Era turned up. So looking forward to that. Overall, I gave it an 8- 85%. So, you know, a very good out of 5 yeah
0: a 4 out
2: of 5 show Mm -hmm. is what I would have given this in in the old in old money Um, let's get our uh, poll up for our out of 4 it has to be out of 4 because YouTube don't give us a 5th option they give it to us on the community tab why would they give us that in a, a live poll scenario
1: Let's get on with your Omega chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Please send them all in. Omar Josue, I genuinely love this episode of Dynamite. That being said, my only concern is that the new trio's titles will become a prop in the Undisputed Era storyline because I would much rather see it on the shoulders of the House of Black with Miro because of that promo. We missed that. Yeah, he was doing a big promo. Like,
2: <coughs> essentially saying to me, like, look, I've given you a great opportunity. Here. Mm. The thing is with the House of Black is they've already got trios. Like, well, they've got
1: Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Uh, Nathan Portwoman. Why would they break up Hobbs and Starks when they could have added Hook and made the trios run? This is not the way. I disagree. I actually think there's a,
2: a really good, like, singles feud there to be had mm. between Starks and Hobbs. And that elevates
1: Starks into the singles division, which is where I think he belongs. Alamac. While I absolutely hate WWE's production, I think AEW has some flaws as well. They really should let moments breathe a little bit more. The abrupt cut from Will Hobbs turning on Starks to the acclaimed comedy promo made me feel really unsatisfied. OK, I, I didn't get that. I totally agree with you, Alamac. And I also think they should do replays of stuff that happened a week ago, a month ago. Just replay, replay, replay. Make your own mythology. Mm. That's my big feedback. J.S. Wooten, member for six months. D.A.D., Ollie, I told you AEW originals needed to get pushed, and lo and behold, Tony Khan got the frickin' memo. Also, here's to Ricky Starks' future AEW reign. Uh, riot dr said let's see lionheart y2j best in the
2: world of what he does list maker pain maker le champion demogod and wizards did i miss anything seems like jericho is trying to beat ed leslie's gimmick list mm-hmm. impressive feat part of my randomness he should have his own list of gimmicks uh lj well, you know you said it previously he'll say 20 things one of them sticks and it's like cool that's the one i'm going to yeah. like, once the wizard got i was like
1: brilliant there it is i tried 20 the wizard oh, yeah. stuck so i'll run with that one for the moment we well, forgot sports entertainer which we're actually still in in
2: <laughs> lj mickey hi guys to me jericho and jas are not working i was so happy last week to see eddie and jericho feud ending even though eddie should have won but i'm now afraid jericho is going to win the oh. belt take care jam that jam i don't think that will happen
1: uh but i do agree jas a kind of a bit of a smothering presence on the show
2: Nick Smith build Garcia's momentum by having him face turn on Jericho. He has a chance to cheat to help Jericho in the title match, but instead sides sides with Blackpool Combat Club, having earned Regal's respect, beating Danielson. He becomes Blackpool Combat Club's second apprentice, making the feud five on five.
1: I would love that. I think you could also spin off into a Garcia-Uta tag team act in Blackpool Combat Club, like an odd couple thing there. They hate each other, but they're
2: they're forged by combat. While I like a lot of that, Nick, I don't need to see Blackpool Combat Club face off against the J.E.S.
1: in a big multi-man match. (laughs) Uh, Fight for the Fallen chat. Damien Gilliam, I can only describe this show as euphoric, nearly flawless booking. Felt as if Tony Khan told everyone to reach for the brass ring, and they answered and exceeded expectations. Wrestling A-star, stars being made A-star, sort of weird, Uh, A-plus maybe. Unpredictability A-plus. That was wrestling. <clears throat> I love the show but I don't think it's an all- I've seen much much better shows from Dynamite I agree you were saying
2: before we came on that like Meltzer and Alvarez said it was like the best show they've ever done one of the best shows they've ever done they do said. you think that Meltzer said that because he, when Triple H was announced creative he was like I think this might be the next best thing for like. I think this is where Tony Khan may like really start to worry mm. and start to struggle and I was like oh so you've got your new favourite now have mm-hmm. you you The Tony Khan shine has gone off the boilers and
1: now you're putting all of your coins into this Triple H basket. He was like, I need to readdress the balance here. No, I think they love in-ring wrestling. Like that's what the five-star thing for them is. Whereas I think me and you are more... Character and story yeah, that we look with for. with the wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Corey Verenkt says, Hey, gents, I was at the show last night. The crowd was hot the entire night. That pop for Hook winning the belt is up there with Punk's entrance pop it all out. Jesus, as the loudest I've ever been in the room for. Massachusetts has been an awesome crowd for AEW. They were really great. Riot DR. Eddie Kingston is the most believable and emotion-inducing professional wrestler today who should be in a more prominent position and... Looks like he's in the tag division with Ortiz. He will be great because he always is. But seriously, who's better? Preaching to the choir. Absolutely. Uh Temrza. Happy Canada is getting a show finally. And those trios titles are looking great. This was a great dynamite. So much fun stuff. The run up to All Out will be great, I feel. I hope Tony Khan injects some more energy and announces a stadium or UK show at All Out. I would love a UK show here. Riot DR. Well, Christian has insulted everything about Jungle Boy and his family. There's not mum, there's not much more heat he can get. Oh oh right, a death threat. <laughs> Guess that's the only place to go after. Your dad is dead and wanna sleep with your mother. Is Luchasaurus just a Pokemon now? Luchasaurus was always a Pokemon. Noah Fortner. This might have been my favourite episode of AEW in recent memory and I wasn't even high. <laughs> but goddamn that show made me feel like I was. Uh, Danny G, hi lads, great show, Starks and Jungle Boy with potentially career-defining promos, Roosh Mox was a top filler fun, and Sammy Dante was excellent flippy S-word. Most importantly, as an official Daniel, I would very much like to see Daniel Bowl as a full-length pay-per-view. Who else could we put on the card? Who else has got Daniel in their name? Well, I mean, da- da- is it Daddy Magic or
2: Daddy Magic? Daddy magic, I think. Yeah. Okay. So we can't have him then. Who are the wrestling Dan's? We could get Dan Layton on the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Wrestling Dan. Who are
2: wrestling Dan's? <laughs> Danhausen.
1: No, but it's yeah. He's got Dan in his yeah, name. Yeah, he
2: does. You're right, actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's Danhausen. He's in there. Yep. Yeah. Dadhausen. I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna say that out loud now as just as a future gimmick <laughs> could, as a future gimmick I could I could do. No, don't take
0: it back.
1: What, just put on the face pin? That could be a different character. Oh, yeah, Danhausen. Um, tell us some more wrestling Dans <laughs> in the comments. Uh, okay. Christopher Daniels. Oh, yes.
2: Uh, I was just saying Christopher
1: Daniels in all of <laughs>
2: Danny Limelight. Uh, Dan Lambert. Yeah. It's funny because someone said Lambert, but I read it as Lambert, and I was like, no, that, his name is Chris, Christopher Lambert. <laughs>
1: Uh, Sam Adelie, this makes me sound like the old guy who hates fun. Oh, welcome to the club. But I hate meme wrestlers like Dan Housen and Hook. It's too tongue-in-cheek for me, but I really enjoy Orange Cassidy. Does that make me a hypocrite, or does his blend of meta and character work better?
2: I don't think Hook's a meme wrestler. No, no. I, I, Dan Housen is, 100%. But uh, I, yeah, and Orange Cassidy is a, is a comedy wrestler rather than a meme-based wrestler. But also it's like the comedy is part of the character in that like, he suckers you in with his Light Stable style, then boom, he's actually dead faster than that.
1: Yeah, I don't think you've, uh, I think, defined what you're, Maybe you don't hate meme wrestlers, you've just told yourself that. Mm. Because it sounds like you don't. Steve Atkin. Fantasy booking. Jericho beats Mox for the world title at Quake at the Lake. Kingston challenges Jericho for title and wins at the Grand Slam. I do not hate that.
2: (laughs) I was about to get real like, oh no. When he said Jericho Kings, I was like, again? No!
1: This allows Jericho to face Danielson at All Out and Kingston versus Punk for the undisputed title. Regal said willing The more you went there That that was Steve Actually pretty good The more you went I, I, (laughs) I hated it at the
2: start It only got worse But then it got good And then it got great
1: DJ Miller. DJ Miller. Honestly, AEW needs a streaming app that a video game uh, needs a streaming app more than a video game, so we could stream AEW and ROH shows all the time. And as for the whole save ROH, it needs to die. ROH becomes a library, pay per view names use like WWE and belt unification within the future. Well,
2: I think huh. you can just use ROH as their <laughs> version of NXT.
1: So I, I pitched that years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think so. that's a really smart...
2: I mean, in, in fairness, it's what WWE wanted to do, um, but they just made NXT like Ring of Honor instead and signed up all their talents. I think get rid
1: of Dark and Dark Elevation. Absolutely, Replace yeah. it with Ring of Honor. I
2: think it's a great idea. And also, they do have a streaming service.
1: It's Fight TV. Uh, Tem Ruzza. Starks, Jungle Boy, Garcia, and Utah are great new attractions and have been steadily built up well. I've been happy with seeing them get some more love. Hungbuck stuff is gold. Great rom-com storytelling there. Being the elite... Will be fun, time to play the game. Uh, Matt
2: Carney said, In regard to Levesque's possible revamping of WWE, will Khan have to revamp AEW at some point in order to compete with the newer, less draconian company? Will we then see periodic periods of evolution from both companies creating a somewhat healthy war? Well, there's a few caveats there. Does Triple H running creative stop the entire company being a draconian place or is it just it's a better product on tv Mm. but the company is still wwe because he's not the ceo
1: he's head of creative or does it actually become quite a nice place to work behind the scenes but triple h just isn't that good at (laughs) creating we don't know we've got to see what wwe is before you can start counter programming exactly and i think tony's
2: tony's got his lane Mm. tony like tony is created wcw all of the light stuff he liked from wcw and tna and ring of honor over the last few like last 20 odd years or so into a product that he likes and he's a, catering to a niche audience and that niche audience has bought into it whereas wb is still and always will do appeal to that much wider mainstream audience as opposed to the niche of product because i mean numbers don't lie nxt was never going to be as big as raw and smackdown Shadow Ace says, "Non AEW Omega chat, but this is the only stream I can make." Do you think that Vince is going to be the head uh, <laughs> inductee at next year's Hall of Fame? Should he even be inducted now? I depends on what the next Wall Street Journal article is. Yeah. Or what the next,
1: or you know, what the board of directors think. And even then, like six months, he might think, "Oh, well, you know, it's died down." over. Uh ten
2: rosa luke listing off all the positive things about live reactions and live interactions and then pausing while trying to say why it's good to do less of it it was hilarious sad to uh-huh. see less interaction with you guys becoming a thing bring the live predictions back uh
1: well you know people never really interacted with the live predictions
2: we get like three ultra chats per thing so it's yeah. like there was never really a huge amount of interaction with them if anything like you know Doing a pre-recorded video falls into the algorithm much easier than a live-recorded video does. So there's a, it's actually there's much more benefit to them being pre-recorded. Hopefully we can try and reach some new viewers, which is
1: ultimately what you're know, always trying to dig. We're, we, well, you know, we're looking at the data, and the data says these shows people don't actually like them live. Uh, obviously people do like this one live. That's why we're keeping it live. So we're just trying out a few as pre-recorded ones. And then we'll look at the data in a couple of months' time. So, you know, maybe it'll come back, but...
2: As I as see. I said in the, the announcement video, nothing is <coughs> set in stone. Like, changes are there to be changed. Uh, Joe Strikes, will there be a Q&A podcast to go oh, over the changes? Not. Sorry? Don't read that next But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, uh, would you like, will there be a Q&A podcast to go over the changes happening?
1: Uh, I don't think so. We sort of said everything in your update. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but, like, there's always comments here and patreon and stuff yeah. and we do read the comments so that that's sort of the the q a forum and nathan portman rust talk team i hope all is
2: well as ollie's hair ollie what is your favorite local dish that you recommend i try making oh. so we've had this um people asking like so denise gave uh, a dish from her culture i suggested steak and kidney pie you <coughs> have a, a a british dish that you would recommend that i'm not it,
1: very good isn't it a chicken cookin'. tikka masala uh toad in the hole that's a great show. It's actually. like sausages in batter. Oh, brilliant. Mm. Um right, well let's get our poll results oh, here. And thank you to our new member,
2: Shadow Ace. Uh here we go looking at the poll data. I'm just ending that poll. So, 2% voted for 1 out of 4, uh, 2% voted for 2 out of 4, 40% voted for 3 out of 4 and 54% voted for
1: a 4 out of 4 show. Definitely weighted higher up there. Well, thank you very much for joining us today and for all your wonderful Omega Chats. It was a good show. Good AEW show. show. Yeah. And also, if you still want to help support us, click the link in the video description below. Go and check out Raid Shadow, Le- Raid Shadow Legends. It's a great game. They've been supporting us for years. It really helps us out.
2: We've got an email, Ollie. I saw we had a few. Um, no, well, we, got, we had feedback emails, but this is like one that's specifically for ah. the podcast intro and outro. A farewell to the intro-outro era. Hello, gentlemen. Just chiming in one last time for the AEW podcast emails to say thank you for having these intros and outros. As a member of the SWAF Nation, we always like to get to know the humans behind the personalities we see on our screens on a daily basis. Do I understand why you have to make these changes? I'm a little sad, but I know that with great things, there does have to be change. Switching course, I've been holding in this story for a little while and it has to do with my girlfriend and David Finley. Oh, yeah, you heard that right. <laughs> David Finley and my girlfriend were high school friends and used to work together in Georgia. She told me one time that he tried to make a move on her while at work, and she rejected him because, quote, he was too much of a dick, end quote. Glad that didn't work out, because I wouldn't be here telling you that story. Love you guys, thank you for these segments. I'm excited for the next chapter of WrestleTalk, your former email chief and head of emails, Juan Gabriel.
1: Oh, thank you, Juan. Wow. I mean, that's a Rusev, hey? Kind of? I, yeah, I suppose in a way, y- like because you... he didn't
2: meet David Finley.
1: But, oh, this, this would have been a new thing, wouldn't it? It would have been like... A degree of separation from a wrestler. Yeah. It's the degrees of separation between you and David Finley. Yeah. Oh, what well, is it always David All, Finley? I mean, well, I, I
2: think based on this email, mm. i always had, which was, you go, goes through some real long tail. So it's hardly like Kevin Bacon.
1: Okay. We both know Will Ospreay. Yes. There you go. I, like, <laughs> ours is we very, are one removed. Ours is very short. We are one removed from David Finlay. <laughs> because we
2: have the benefit of of knowing will osprey yeah and i would argue i don't know him as well as you do
1: yeah but you you know you have met him you have spoken him. But to if him will, if i saw will tomorrow he would not know who i am. oh he would i don't he know. would he might not know your name but he would recognize you and he'll you're right, a governor he'll pretend you know and it? he's essex twang yeah yeah just just pretend for a little bit yeah yeah ah oh we were onto something there <laughs> How many degrees? I'm like, it wouldn't because this is boring. We want the furthest amount. We want the longest connection. That's it. I mean, that's the only one I'm interested yeah. in because
2: ours is boring. We know Will. Will knows Dave. No, they I want, wrestle in New Japan. Yeah, I want really long term things like my girlfriend went to school with this person. That person went to this show. On that show, wrestle this person wrestled. Or
1: no, you can't no, have that. No, no. But wait. Ah, oh, but if they that person. Afterwards.
2: Then know someone who went to a different show that went to school with someone who wrestled on a mm. show that has Ooh, wrestled yeah. David Finlay once.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we could incorporate that in the the main body, you know, because we don't have enough to talk about sometimes with A W shows. Yeah, I mean, it's the, very the
2: very rare that things really happen on these
1: Dynamite shows. That look, if we just never mention any jay lethal sun jay duck satnam sing backstage promos i think we're gonna save ourselves an hour a year you reckon yeah because they do it we probably just saying all their names together and the three people they're up against that's a minute per episode that's 52 minutes in a year there you go that's an hour so but is it only specifically the backstage segments like we yeah of course we'll talk about it if it Ever turns into a match on a main roster AEW show? Well, it did. It turned into Jay Lethal versus
2: uh, Samoa Joe at uh, Death on Before a, December, on a Ring of Honor show. And now it's going to turn into a match on Rampage. Yeah.
1: Apparently, it's a comedy match.
2: You're, you're, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> With the best friends and and Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. I, I, I shocked. I am.
1: Yeah. Satnam Singh. <laughs> great, great idea.
2: Look. I did that video on the top 10 most watched videos on WWE's YouTube channel. It's that India money, man. Mm. I mean, I say that India money, lack of money. It's
1: it's those India views. All the views. What they lack in CPM, (laughs) they make up for (laughs) in sheer numbers. Zero pounds on this, however. Have you seen the amount of views this video got? Oh, the exposure. That the sheer millions of eyeballs I can put. On a pitch deck that I send to a network executive. Yeah.
2: Oh, you and I have spoken with clients before where we've said, like, what do you want from this? And they're like, numbers. Mm. It's like, what do you want those numbers to do? And their answer is,
1: be big. Yeah, they just want the big numbers. Just want big numbers. And they came to the right guys to do (laughs) it.
2: Did you see how many views we got for that Raw review with its factual title? (laughs) Imagine what I am going to do if I did do clickbait. Um, Anyway, we're going to pull this to a close now. Uh, Ollie, do you have any... Final words you want to say for the intros and outros?
1: Um yeah, it's been yeah. Well, oh, Do you wanna look at
2: do you wanna look at a spoon once one more time? Ah,
1: but we had the spoons, Rusev Hayes, Crap Gimmick Wrestling. Get betters. Get betters, but I would say they were all pre-pandemic things. They do you know what they feel like? Hmm. Dagnum Dagnam Dagnum yeah, Days. Yeah. yeah um it's you and i
2: sitting on opposite sides of that studio room chatting
1: it's i think maybe it's the live the live stream as well maybe it's you know that that sort of element has been lost because of the live streaming i don't know but yeah just uh people weren't engaging with it as much we weren't given it really it was always more of a chore that we had to run in and do these things so yeah it's it's a End of an era, I guess, but it was it was a heck of a lot of fun while we did them.
2: It certainly was. Yeah, mm. uh, I, I was saying on the the raw show I did with Pete. It was like, I always thought it was like it was my little my little contribution, and they have run their course. And I would wager there's only a handful of people that really enjoy doing them, and Laurie's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> doing them with Laurie was just like oh gotta do that as well have we yeah you know if adam did the show with denise well, like, did you do the intro nah
1: <laughs> nah not really <laughs> well yeah it's just nicer uh, you know it's I, easier to talk to you or for pete to talk to tempest but
2: i, I think as well like it's if using live streams i think it's just mm. become that's more so sort of the intros and outros kind of bleed into the live mm. streams more because there's more interactions with the the live viewers and stuff that yeah, make us think yeah. of things and ultra chats bring things up so i think it, the sort of audience interaction just sort of moves into the main show it did here Hmm. but you know it's not the end of it completely we've rebadged it you fools it's going to be its own podcast now which will come out on the third week of every the third wednesday of every month yeah i'm excited for that we can talk about all the backstage bits of wrestle talk pete can tell his story again about how he has to record that vince mcmahon
1: news at a party yep that's a great story we can talk about sullivan and rose's comedy show that i went to see last night Uh, in two words what's your review Very funny. (laughs) Put that on a poster.
2: (laughs) Quote Oliver Davis. Um, Five words. Ooh.
1: Eyeballs. Very funny. I'm keeping in there still. Coffee. This is going to be one word with a hyphen face sitting. (laughs) Honestly, there was one joke in there around face sitting. And it was just such a short sketch. It was like 30 seconds long, far show style. It made me laugh so much. I was crying for the two subsequent sketches. And I don't know what they were. I, it was one of the funnier things I've ever seen live. That, that one moment. Yeah. Very yeah.
2: good. Uh, one of my favorite jokes from The World's End is when uh, they ask him about uh, how was your mother's death from cancer? He said, I could use three words. Very, very sad oh no wait that's only two words really very good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's how we'll end the intro and outro portions of this podcast thank you all so much for uh, speaking with us we do love and appreciate every single one of you uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the uh, uh, Team Danuk show mm. here on the Restop podcast thank you all so much take care I love you goodbye